98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfen down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas's ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it's time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. All of today's top sports stories in one place here, as always, is Aaron Maloney. Aaron. So ASU will open their 2022-2023 season tonight against NAU. The last time these two schools played was in 2016 as the Sun Devils blew out the Lumberjacks 44-13. Here's ASU head coach Herm Edwards from Bickley and Murata yesterday. Emotionally, they're ready uh, to play. They're excited about the opportunity to play. Uh, 47% of these guys are all new. And so uh, it'll be interesting when we get uh, on the grass and the lights come on, how we react to all that. So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, how do you think ASU will do in its season opener against NAU? Your choices, ASU wins big, ASU wins narrowly, NAU wins narrowly, NAU wins big. There's only one answer here, guys. If if NAU wins big, I'm not coming in tomorrow. So just be prepared for that, Wolf. You're going to be driving the show yourself. Or you would come in and spit fire. That's true. Um, I'll come in for one hour tomorrow, and then I'm Can we define winning big? Like, what do you mean, win big? So in 2016, they beat him 44-13. to Is that winning big? Uh, I would put that in the big category. Yes, I would definitely do that. That is winning You're big. You're looking for like right a there. cutoff. But I guess like, what I'm let's saying. Say like, let's say more than 20 points. I, you know, listen, like the 49ers used to beat you by a, a couple of touchdowns, but you never felt like you were in a game. <laughs> okay? It's a weird situation right there because they, they would finesse you to death. Um, winning big to me means not only are you up three touchdowns or more, but you also just dominate the line of scrimmage. And that's what I'm going to be looking for tonight. Them to dominate the line of scrimmage. And if they do, I think ASU is going to win big, and I expect them to do it, so I'm going to say big. They're favored by 24 and a half, if, that's, if that counts as I'm going big. to say they're going to win big. Okay, I'll say ASU wins big, too. I mean, they should. They, they should win big. They will win big. Okay. 45% say ASU wins big. 38% say ASU wins narrowly. 10% say NAU wins narrowly. 6% say NAU wins big. And Wolf, you got a big game tonight. What do you think? West Virginia versus Pitt. Let's go. Yeah, you know what? Win um, big, win narrowly. What do you think? We're going to roll, okay? We're, we're going to roll the Panthers. Just kill Pitt. So you're Take metaphorically that. speaking, of course. You're actually seven and a half point underdogs. Hey, no, I'm just. I'm it doesn't matter. See, this point. is the backyard brawl. Hey, Wolf. This is what it's all about. Oregon's like a 19 and a half point underdog against Georgia on Saturday. So, Man, that game, seriously. I can't Prove it, guys. That. Prove it. Prove it. What's wrong with that? Are you afraid to? Are you afraid I love to prove it. it? Back against the wall? What are you Go doing? show Ugga what you're about. <laughs> Although it is college football, so even if you Ugga. beat Georgia and finish with the what same record. What a great record, football name that is. They'll though. get in instead of you. Ugga. Yes, Ugga. Ugga. He looks like an Ugga. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Ugan. Who says yeah, Uga? Uga. I just said Uga. Uga, Uga Chaka. Uga. Uga. <laughs> right? You know that song? Okay. ESPN predicted potential 20. Wolf thinks that's that. Green Day. So, yeah, just um, so you know. Okay. Yeah. 
ESPN predicted potential 2022 surprises for all 32 NFL teams. For the Cardinals, they say don't be surprised if Rondale Moore is the team's leading receiver. So this is their reasoning. It says that the coaching staff recognizes Moore's unique ability to contribute from various spots on the field and could use him out of the backfield as well as out wide. Moore is slated for a big role in this offense. What do you think? Or I should say, who do you think will be the Cardinals' leading receiver? And that can count tight ends in the first six weeks of the season. Oh, the first six. Okay. Um, you know, it, it would really help if we knew Rondale Moore was, like, good to go for week one, wouldn't it? He's going to be good to go for okay, week well, one. <laughs> there we go. Confirmation I, from Ron Wolfley speculating. But honestly, come on. He's going to be good to go. Have you noticed a trend here with how many starters for the Arizona Cardinals who are question marks right now as to whether or not they're going to start uh, it's or like play? Half of in them. Week, I mean, it's a lot. It's very Belichickian. So I'm just going to say it is. Well done, Cliffy. Uh, I'm going to say that, yeah, you know what, uh, Zach Ertz. All right, if you're going to take Zach Ertz. He's going to be the leading receiver. So first. good it hurts, right? See? I'm, I'm so not, good it hurts. I'm not gonna over. I'm not gonna <laughs> over this. I'm just gonna go with Hollywood. Call side Hollywood. I'm oh, go with Hollywood. you want to go with Hollywood? Well, you took Zach Ertz. Well, yeah, that's all right. That's I do it. think this team, though, it's gonna. It's they're not just gonna fall have, from football, though. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still. I'm taking Hollywood, but I think that we're gonna have like five, seven hundred yard receivers on this team. Like it's gonna be very even by the end of the year. With so, Hopkins missing that many games. To that point, yesterday, Greg Dortch spoke to the media after making the Cardinals' 53 man roster and spoke on the Cardinals' wide receiver room. I think Cliff's gonna do a really good job. Uh, he's very uh, unique with the things that he he likes. To to put us like the position that he puts us at um like i said this is probably the best receiver room that i've ever been in and the fastest um so it's going to be fun just seeing how he utilizes everybody do you think this is the best wide receiver room the cardinals have had under cliff kingsbury uh when they get hopkins back yes yes and that's not even really i mean if you throw in the tight ends it's definitely i think this is the most talent they've had on offense once hopkins gets I, back you know again i i want to temper everything i'm about to say by the import, by saying the importance of deandre hopkins is critical but i cannot wait to see the impact that hollywood brown is going to have when d hop comes back more than anything else the impact he's going to have on d hop and the impact d hop is going to have on hollywood brown they're going to feed off each other cannot wait for that can't wait the diamondbacks fell to the phillies last night 18-2 and corbin carroll was not in the lineup here's d-backs assistant gm and senior vice president amiel sade when he joined you both yesterday we brought him up here so he can get acclimated and get the you know understand the big league lifestyle and play in a lot of big league baseball stadiums and uh, you know unfortunately for some of our fans he's not he's not going to play every night because we have um, three other really good outfielders that we want to see too so there's going to be a rotation and uh, and that's going to be part of it can you make sense of the logic of not playing Corbin Carroll in his second career game? I, I can make sense of it, but I don't like it. I can I think what Amiel just said right there, if they're trying to acclimate him, not just to... Hey, he looks deal. like he's acclimated. He looks like he's fine. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you have five RBI in your first... I, I am of the belief, if I were a baseball manager, I would be riding the hot hand. I don't like sitting guys when they're hitting, and he's hitting. So I, I don't think sitting him last night is going to mess him up, but when you factor that... 
that on top of the idea that fans are excited to watch him play and he'd only played two games, I, I would have run him out. Listen, I know that Tory and company have their reasons why they did what they but why wasn't Corbin Carroll playing? Why? Um, Ruined Wolf's day when uh, I read you the lineup Whatever that yesterday. reason may be, I don't care. <laughs> was that a Jim Carrey from uh, it was. Dumb and Dumber? It was. I, I'm just telling you, I wanted to watch that kid play last night so badly, man. I know they had their reasons why. That really is one of the best lines from that movie. When when I uh, don't care. got his head down on the uh, table in the bar. Uh, all right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, as always, Aaron. Uh, we are sending you and your Wolf Pack to see the Cardinals take on the Raiders week two in Vegas, courtesy of Circa Resort and Casino. Just text Vegas 620-620 and listen for your name next Tuesday for your chance to win. Plus, qualifiers are going to win tickets to the Cardinals home opener. That's Vegas to 620-620 as we inch closer to the start of the NFL season. Nobody seems to be giving the Cardinals respect. Is that a good thing? It's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. I don't care. Hi, this is Jalen Thompson, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. They think Jalen Thompson has become one of the best safeties in football. Dumps it off near side, and it's picked off at the 30 by Thompson, running it back near side, 20, 15, 10, 5, he dies for the pylon. He's a silent assassin, man. He doesn't say much, but he's always kind of thirsting for knowledge since he got here. I think he is the most overlooked player on our team. Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. Well, we were just talking about this during the break. You know, you look at week one and you see a game against the Chiefs and you see question marks on defense and and it's it's easy to look and say, okay, I don't know what they're going to do against the Chiefs. I don't know how you're going to pull this off. And you obviously don't have DeAndre Hopkins either. But what they could feasibly have in week one against the Chiefs, assuming Rondale Moore is good to go, and you did just speculate very definitively last segment that he will be good to go. Yeah. You could put Rondale Moore... Hollywood Brown and Andy Isabella on the field at the same time and just be like, good luck keeping up with these guys. This was something, you said this in the not-so-beautiful part of the program, and I was aghast. Yeah, that's the only word I'm going to use. I never even thought of the possibility of three wide receivers that are running four threes? Are you kidding me? Andy Isabella, Hollywood Brown, and Rondell Moore. Come on, man. I don't know how many teams can do that. Uh, not a lot of teams, I'm going to guess right now. Not a lot of teams. Um, obviously, D-Hop is not going to be there for the first six weeks. Here's a little Here's a little prediction for you. Now that you said that, that makes perfect sense. We're going to see 11 personnel. I wonder what they call it because they have different names for personnel groups. 11 personnel. They might have three different versions of 11 personnel based on the wide receivers you're going to use or maybe even the tight end that you're going to use. So you'll call it something like, um, oh, I don't know, 11 personnel. Maybe they they call it a horses package. Horses, 11 personnel. And maybe there's the Mustang, maybe there's the, oh, I don't know, Palomino, whatever it is. You're going to use different names, but they're all horses. Clydesdale right there, they're all horses, right? So maybe they'd use the Palomino package. Okay, it's a horse. That means 11 personnel. 
But the Palomino is different than the Clydesdale, isn't it? The Palomino is different, so maybe that would be Andy Isabella. Maybe that would be Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore all on the field. Palomino! Palomino! And they're all running out there on the field. Look out you got for it. that. You have to try it a couple times, it's right? It's coming! It's coming! It's a severe advantage is, for you. you got to at least try it and see what you can do with that. You, you have to do that. That's got to be alive and well going into week one. Why not show that? What do you? What would you be waiting for? Oh, yeah, you think you want to... You think we can actually throw the ball down the field? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to chuck this thing down the field. That's what we're... And then you don't. Maybe you mix it up a little bit right there, right? Because that's what everyone's going to be assuming you're going to be. Hey, listen, that is... Luke, um, Luke, I love where you're going with this. <laughs> this is the nicest thing you've ever this said to me. This is big, man. This is your shining moment. I hope they do it. And look, I mean, your quarterback's pretty fast too. I, that that this is your advantage, right? Like you said, why why would you why would you hold on to it? You know, in week seven, you're getting DeAndre Hopkins back. You're not going to play the speed game to that extent when you have DeAndre Hopkins out there because he brings a different and probably better element. But right now, you've got three of the fastest receivers in football. Why not throw them all out there at the same time? Yeah, why not do that? As a matter of fact, i got to tell you, Maloney, of course, came into my ear and said, you know, Secretariat's nickname was Big Red. Was it really? Big Red. How about that, Secretariat? Um, We're just cracking codes out here. If I hear Secretariat, I love that. With the mention of Secretariat, of course, a thoroughbred. Maybe that's the package for the horses. Triple we, crown winner. We go, there you oh, go. We crown. go. We go. We go. Horses, of course, yeah. because horses are eleven personnel: one back, one tight end, three wide receivers. Thoroughbreds. Give me thoroughbred. Thoroughbreds out there. Andy Isabella, Hollywood Brown, and Rondell Moore all running four threes. Hey, look, everybody, who's faster? There's going to be 170 <laughs> I mean, points scored in this game. That is, that's kind of cool right there. I'm um, sure Cliff has got that package. I would hope so. If Cliff doesn't have that package, he's going to have it by week two when he's looking around saying, boy, you know, we, we needed 35 points to beat the Chiefs. And oh, by the way, we have these three absolute speedsters. Yeah, it's not 21 or 12 personnel, but at least it's kind of cool to think of. <laughs> if, if they're not going to run the fullback out there, maybe they could try this. Uh, we were talking about this before the show, Wolf. You had that story that was the preseason awards predictions. No Cardinals. Uh, the the CBS preseason All NFL team. They they built a fifty three man roster, basically like you know as as teams were cutting down to fifty three on Tuesday, and so they went through and they had you know full roster, three quarterbacks, three running backs, six receivers, three tight ends, four offensive tackles. Like they went through and built it like a real team. No Cardinals. And this stuff, we're all on the same page with this. You know what's great about this stuff? None of it matters of in it. like a week. None of it. But it does sure. sort of highlight that mentality out there that the Cardinals are being overlooked this season. And I'm not saying that they that they should be all over these lists. They absolutely fell apart down the stretch last year. I'm just wondering if maybe it's not, not a good thing for them that they are kind of overlooked. Because there is a lot of talent on this team. Yeah, no, there is a lot of talent. Uh, yet at the same time, I, I prefer this. This is me. It's the underdog mentality. I, I get it. But if I'm a Kyler Murray, you know, doesn't it chap you just a little bit that um, nobody's given the Arizona Cardinals an awful lot of do? 
Nobody's giving the Cardinals a lot of respect in regard to to winning 11 games last year. Yes, you faded down the stretch. Yes, your playoff performance was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. At the same time, you know, you've got some talent. I'm talking about talent that has done some things in the National Football League, and yet nobody is giving the Arizona Cardinals a lot of love. I would even say nobody's giving them a lot of respect as to what they're going to do. And I, I love that. You know, <laughs> Once again, this is just me, the, the poor kid that grew up in a rich town, the, the kid that grew up on a dead-end street that emptied into a gravel pit. Yes, that's my mentality. There's no doubt about it. I like my back to the wall. I, I just... I, I hope that the the leadership inside the locker room, man, will embrace it once again. Well, I, I think it's with this team in particular, we have seen them, you know, last season, I don't think the season started and everybody's like, oh, the Cardinals are going to be terrible. I never got that vibe. It was just, it was kind of similar to this, honestly, of, oh yeah, the Cardinals, uh, they've got Kyler Murray and Chandler Jones, right? That That's kind of what it was last year. And they ripped off seven straight wins and went 10 and two, Wolf. And they looked like one of the, they looked like the best team in the NFL for half the season. And then when all of a sudden everybody's looking and saying, oh, you know what? The Cardinals are good. That's when they fell apart. So just simply from what we saw last year and even the year before to a lesser extent, this team plays better when everybody isn't expecting them yep. to play great. You're right. If they didn't start the season with the Chiefs, Raiders, and Rams, I'd feel a lot better about the first half of this season and, and surviving it without DeAndre Hopkins. If you can get to a point, I don't know what that is, you have to get 3-3 three and three through the first six games. It, whatever surviving the first six games is, and you're relatively healthy, and you can talk about that receiver group that we were just talking about, but you add DeAndre Hopkins in, and that's to say nothing of Zach Ertz or Trey McBride or even Max Williams. I think it's a dangerous team, but you got to survive the first month and a half. Yeah, no, you have to, man. There's no doubt. And once again, I want to be clear on this. I think as a football player, my brothers, as a football player, who cares what anyone thinks about you, good or bad? Are you externally motivated or are you internally motivated? Give me a bunch of dogs, brothers. Give me some dogs who are internally motivated. That's what I want to see. That's in a perfect world. That's what you got inside that locker room. Somebody who is not externally motivated at all. They could care less what you think ESPN. They could care less what you think NFL.com. They could care less. And that's what I'm saying. I'm from Buffalo, New York. And I know it's I you couldn't care. less. No, you could care less, period, about what anyone thinks. Because you know, man, Sunday's coming. And Sunday means proving it in between the white lines. And I love the opportunity of trying to prove it in between the white lines. Everything else, good or bad, no matter if you're praising us or you're ridiculing us, none of it matters. Give me those dogs. Give me those guys in the locker room. You got mad at me for saying Uga, and then you say could care less. Yeah. Uh, I'm sticking with Oga. You could care less. That's that's a Buffalo thing. (laughs) All right. That's fair. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. ASU gets started tonight. What do you want to see from the Sun Devils in their opener against NAU? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. You go.
Arizona's sports station. All right, Wolf, admittedly, I'm, I'm looking for reasons to be optimistic today. How can you not with this fight song going? You know the words, don't you, Wolf? No, I so. don't. You do, though, so let's sing them. Go. Uh, I don't know that I know the words. How do you not know your lyrics to your fight song? I know how I know how the song goes. Like, I'll just walk around humming it and irritating the people around me. Yeah, like, I, know, right. I know the beats. But you don't know the words? This, the this I don't know all of them. I, I know the beats. Oh, Are you just embarrassed to do it? Yeah. No, I really don't. I got, I, I got a lot of flack in college for not knowing all the words to it, yes. too. But I know the beat. I'll, I'll seriously, I'll just hum that every segment if you want. If you start talking about something and I'm I'm losing interest, I'll just start humming. Yeah, but humming song. doesn't count, though. Well, I really I mean, get it into doesn't. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you really get into it, huh? Play the drums okay, great. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, no. No? Thank right. you. Well, I offered. Uh, one thing, Wolf, and, and we got to see. Arizona Sports. Breaking news. Really quickly. <laughs> so. Ever good? Yeah, I mean, this isn't bad, but Donovan Mitchell has a new home. Really? Yeah. The Cleveland Cavaliers have acquired <laughs> Donovan Mitchell it's in a trade. Oh, there it's we go. Never the Are you serious? Wow. Okay. According to Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, okay, so does that hurt the Suns' ability to acquire Kevin Durant ultimately? Yes, it does. Yes, but I don't it care does. I'm done with him. Yes. But what I do like is... It's, you know what? This is almost like this is another nail in, yeah. that, in that metaphorical coffin. Of Kevin Durant. That doesn't sound good. Wait a minute. That's a metaphorical or not. You're going to end that up on his Twitter account. That does not sound good. Exactly. That's not what I'm saying, KD. It's not. I'm saying the deal. It doesn't look... That's just another... That's another nail. You well, <laughs> went back to the same I just have to go back to the nail. It's another nail. That's all I'm going to say. I, I think, though, that Utah... In a pine box. Utah is... is um, Metaphorically. If, if they have spare parts. Speaking. Like, uh, they've got pieces on that team, and they're obviously selling them all off. You want Jordan Clarkson? You want Jordan Clarkson? He's there. I don't. They have no reason to keep him. Maybe you could go... You still need to improve your team from last year if you're the Suns, and Utah is uh, is obviously selling off everything they have. But Utah. I just find that hilarious that he after I mean, how many times have we heard this wolf just months and months of well, here's who the Knicks are going to get uh, all of the 17 best players in the NBA. They're all coming to New York again this offseason. Wow. When has one ever done it? And this one, I actually thought, okay, this is a trade. They could pull this off. And get Donovan Mitchell. And then all of a sudden the Knicks are, you know, they're not winning a title. But Donovan Mitchell's a very good player. Yes. Like a really, really good player that I think is kind of overlooked here because it was it was so much of who's better, Mitchell or Booker. Okay, Booker's better. Mitchell's still a good player. Yeah, no doubt. And I would say Booker is better, especially on the defensive end of the floor. Yeah, Booker's just better all around. But Mitchell yeah, is a good totally player. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, what I was going to say, the one thing about ASU is, and we have to see it actually happen, but I think this year's team has the potential to be a very likable team. You know what I mean? Whereas last year, you came in with all these expectations and all this talent. ASU had a lot of talent last year. And and they 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 almost came off as entitled yep. in some of those games. Like, oh, yeah, we'll just win. They and played that way, Luke. They handed, they handed away at least two wins last year. They played like, you know, we're so good. You got to be kidding me. Utah, BY. <laughs> we're so good. Um, what do you knock it off? They played like they were entitled 
and they were not disciplined at all because of it. I'm trying to to double check. What was their lead on Utah? Were they up twenty one nothing on Utah? Twenty one seven. They're up twenty one seven and a half. Twenty one seven. Okay, great. And then yeah. proceed to give up twenty eight unanswered in the second. So half. undisciplined overall. And you know what? That's why tonight is going to be very, very interesting to me to watch this team come out and play. Because right now, do you think that there is a possibility? ASU could be overconfident playing NAU. Do you think there's a possibility that that could exist? I don't think they should be overconfident against anybody when none of these guys have played together. See, I think for the most part, uh, I think people would tell you, coaches would tell you, the Sun Devils should win this game. They should win this game going away, as a matter of fact. They should win this game big. What was our poll question earlier? <laughs> You're or something like for that? the poll question. It is, I mean, honestly. We should win this big going away, the Sun Devils. And anytime you're playing in a game like that, the possibility of you not respecting your opponent is huge. And that could hurt you ultimately. But there's something about this team. That's why I can't wait to watch them tonight to see if this team comes out and plays with the desperation I think they're going to play with because they're all new. So many of these guys are new that are showing up. This is going to be a new team, a different team, offensively and defensively playing together. That's that's why I think they could be likable. Like if they go out there and finish three and nine, that's not likable. That's just okay. <laughs> good good try, guys. Well, you guys try hard. Yeah. <laughs> way to put the uniforms on. But if they go even six and six, or if they some you know if they get to seven and five, who knows? They're going to be. They have the potential to be a more likable team because nobody expects anything, and I'm I'm hoping slash assuming that's going to make them play more disciplined disciplined to football and just more fundamentally sound football. And maybe they're going to go back to Herm's earlier's where they steal a win from a really good team that they shouldn't, but they win twenty one seventeen or something. And when I think of an undisciplined team, based on Orleans, I think of penalties. Uh, when I think of an undisciplined team, I think of turnovers. I think of mental errors. Making mistakes, blown coverages, blown assignments, offensively, defensively, and in transition. That's what I think of. And I think of a lack of effort as well. When I think of an overconfident team, I think of a lack of effort. And that's what I hope to see tonight. And you can start by looking at the line of scrimmage. The Sun Devils should dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Bigger, stronger, faster, better. That's why they were recruited that way. Bigger, stronger, faster, better. Now go out and prove it on the line of scrimmage. That's the first place to look. And then look at the difference in speed. Speed and athleticism overall. The the games last year, the two that really stood out, Against Utah, that game where you're up 21 7 at halftime, you lose 35 21. ASU took 13 penalties for 115 yards oh, in that game. Oh my goodness. And the, I remember that game. The BYU game time. Was, was even worse. That was The BYU game was 27 17, and now I can't find the exact penalties, but I, I believe it was 15 for 126 yards. It, it was, was worse. So bad. Um, that's that's how you come off looking entitled in a in a game. It was actually 16 for 121 yards, and and meanwhile BYU had three for 25. Like it was almost unwatchable. It was unwatchable, and the Washington State game wasn't a whole lot better. But a lot of that was. Would you like to have the talent? Yeah, I don't know the ASU has the talent this year that they had last year. No, but, they don't. 
but if they if they really do kind of hunker down and focus on just playing the right way, well, I, th- I mean, I think you can get six wins, maybe more. Maybe you can see it seven or eight. Who knows? I, every time we do a segment, I bump it up a little bit more. If we do this again, I'll have them in the national championship. So much of the time, a really good head coach in college football can actually make a college kid better than he is. All my optimism, and I'm not really faking this optimism because this is not like crazy optimism. But this all goes out the window if you don't take care of business against NAU tonight. If they lose to NAU, all of the optimism is gone. I just want to see the energy, the intensity, the effort out on the field against a inferior opponent. And I don't mean to trash NAU in any way, shape, or form. I don't. But I want to see the line of scrimmage and the domination thereof. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, The Who, are heading to Ak Chin Pavilion on October 30th for their The Who Hits Back Tour. Tickets are on sale now, and you can win a pair of tickets by visiting the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. We come back after blowing out the Phillies twice. The D-backs did not. They did actually the exact opposite last night, an 18-2 loss. Will Corbin Carroll be back in the lineup tonight? I sure hope so. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, a forgettable game last night. 18-2 lost to the Phillies. Big deal. D-backs now 61-68. and But, you know, Wolf, it, it did amplify the fact that a year ago at this time when the D-backs lost a game at the end of August, you didn't, you didn't care like you weren't zeroed in on any one game last year but the way that this week has gone and it's been building really since the uh, the all-star break for the d-backs it's really easy to get caught up in what this team does on a nightly basis and who is in their lineup and who's hitting and you know by extension of all that if they're winning or losing last night's loss snapped a five-game winning streak last night's loss also did not feature corbin carroll or alec thomas so the lineup's not out yet for tonight's game against the brewers but i have to think those guys are back in there yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know about that luke honestly um we've been talking about it all morning long but i was really really surprised that corbin carroll was not out there did not play once again after playing two games and driving in five runs and being right in the middle of all of this juice that is suddenly surrounding the Arizona Diamondbacks, um, I was shocked that Corbin Carroll was not out there. I will tell you right now, they obviously had their reasons. We know that. Torrey had a reason as to why he sat him down. So whatever that reason is, I do not know, but I will tell you right now, that was a disappointment for me. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm not sitting here second-guessing, like, oh, if you had played Corbin Carroll, you would have won the game no. and lost by 16. It's, it's not that. It's just it's the fact that a year ago at this time, if somebody wasn't in the lineup for the D-backs, the reaction was, what do we got, eight days left till the Cardinals start? And now it's like, oh, did you see Corbin Carroll didn't play last night? Like, it was kind of a downer. Wanted to watch, wanted to watch Corbin Carroll play baseball. Uh, like I said, I would guess he's going to be back out there. This is Amiel Sade when he was on with us yesterday. Uh, we asked him what to expect from Carroll the rest of the way this year. Yeah, I think it's, you know, we brought him up here so he can get acclimated and get to, you know, understand the big league lifestyle and play in a lot of big league baseball stadiums. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for some of our fans, he's not he's not going to play every night because we have um, three other really good outfielders that we want to see too. So there's going to be a rotation, and, uh, and that's going to be part of it. But, 
You know, we want to see the level of consistency. I think we've, you know, you you guys watched the game last night. I mean, he can impact the game both with his legs and and I think those people that stayed up and watched it towards the end of the game, he took an easy swing and hit it about 440 feet right <laughs> below the center field uh, home run line. I think I read somewhere that that was the longest double in the stack cast error because, uh, you know, it was a home run in 29 other parks except for Chase Field. And, you know, despite it being against the position player, he just kind of flicked that ball out there. So he's not just speed. He's not just contact ability. He's going to have some power. And, you know, we just want to see a level of consistency across the, across his whole game. Yeah, you know what uh, that is? That's the definition of greatness. It's being consistently great. That really is. And the only That's way you're going to be consistently great is when you're given the opportunity to be great. That's why I was a little surprised that after two games, once again, Tory, two games and driving in five runs, you sat him down? Um, was it, what was it? Why, why do you think that was? Why? I, 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 the the I, lefty I have, on lefty? Yeah, I hope it's Bailey not Bailey Falter? I, I tell you, I, I will feel better. Like you said, they have their reasons. If if it's something kind of along the lines of what Amiel said right there of, okay, this is, we're bringing him up to get acclimated to the major league lifestyle. And, and if they want to, if they're easing him into it, whatever. I mean, I, I would have played him. Uh, but... If, if it really is, <laughs> you just wanted to throw that in. Well, in the middle of your, I would have played. But, but I can, I can, I can understand if that's what it was. If it's simply like, well, we don't like his matchup against a lefty. Like uh, this guy is gonna be. You're expecting him to be a true superstar in this league. The true yeah, superstars. Right. Yes, Mookie Betts. Plays every night. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, exactly. this pitcher doesn't pitch the way Mookie likes to hit. Like, no, no, no. So I don't think it was that. I honestly think it was It was kind of what Amiel just said right there. Of They're working him into this. And I do think part of it, Wolf, is you got to get Stone Garrett back out there. you got to keep Jake McCarthy out there the way he's hitting right now. You only have so many spots where you can fit these guys. But I do think Corbin Carroll at a certain point, and I think that point's going to come pretty soon, Trumps everybody in that regard of like, okay, yeah, we got to move some guys in around the outfield, but Corbin Carroll stays. Yeah, you know, I was talking about this yesterday, and it's one of the reasons why I felt like there was not a lot of juice that was out there. Um, when you talk about juice and you talk about raw athleticism and the freak show that I saw a couple of nights ago, you're talking about Corbin Carroll and you're talking about Alec Thomas in particular. Those guys are the motors. And, and and Dalton Varsho, you throw him in as well. Jake McCarthy, McCarthy I know, lately. I know Jake McCarthy. You hit hit another home run. I, I as know. a matter of fact, it's, last night, Jake McCarthy. What are you becoming? He's the one that is. Welcome what he's becoming is an everyday outfield. Welcome <laughs> like, to the fold, Jake. Seriously, I love Jake McCarthy and how he goes about his business as well. But these guys, I think they all feed off each other. When they're out there playing, how many guys can we get in the lineup that are running four threes? That's what I want to know right now. How many guys can we get in the lineup for the Diamondbacks? Well, let's see. You got three outfielders and a DH. <laughs> there are four that you can actually get out there. Yeah. Because I think they feed off it's each a good other. Thing the DH you want to watch this? this hey, you think you're fast? Watch this. I mean, I, I love the competitiveness and the inner competitiveness. On this roster. I love it, man. I want to see it more. They have a nice thing going right here because no matter what, when you look at the lineup, you're like, oh, I wanted to see Stone Garrett play tonight. Or, oh, I wanted to see Jake McCarthy. Or, oh, I wanted to see Alec Thomas. But I just, like I said, I think at a certain point, it's got to be, I never have to wonder if Corbin Carroll's playing. And that doesn't have to be three games into his career. But that the goal, right, is for him to be 
one of the best in the uh, in the in the big leagues at the plate and in the field. This is uh, more from Amio when he was on with us yesterday talking about that speed that you keep referencing. Yeah, I mean, we're fortunate enough that any one of them can um, can play center field and and play it at a Gold Glove level. Um, I, I think um, you know we're realistic in in how we see the prospects of our, of the future here and like how we have to attack this. I think like we we have young players. We're, they're they're very athletic. Um, we're not going to out slug a ton of teams, but if you play speed and defense, uh, you put speed and defense out there, and you pitch really well, we can compete with anybody. And um, and we've played some really good teams, and obviously, um, you know, the, the Phillies are, are a really good team. And and you know, when you start putting pressure on the other team, and they make mistakes, um, and we can capitalize. We have a we have a good offense that uh, that uh, that can that can um, that has good plate discipline that can work the pitcher and get into the other team's bullpen. And it doesn't always have to come off of a home run. I think we've seen that, you know, with doubles and triples and, and, and just building big innings with, um, you know, getting on base and then, and then go for a kill shot. Speedball, man. Speedball. Whether you're in the field or on the base paths or whether it's an at-bat, all of a sudden you hit the ball down the third baseline. Guess what? It's going to be tight. <laughs> that third baseman better field that ball cleanly and for every infielder. Because it's going to be tight. Speed kills. This is like speedball, man. That can be fun. I mean, just because it is different and, and they have a seemingly absurd amount of speed. You know, they, I wouldn't even say just, it's... Just when, when, when do you hear baseball executives referencing speed? You don't, you don't see it to this extreme. That's why. I mean, you probably have to go back... I don't know, a decade, two decades to find a team with this much speed. Because because to me, there's a difference between small ball is like, yeah, we can't hit home runs, so we're going to be smart and we're going to kind of, you know, kind of like what I was saying with ASU last segment. Like, you got to find a way to manufacture wins. We've seen teams win World Series that way. I'm not I'm not downplaying that. But that's not as entertaining as, as you know, Corbin Carroll gets a single. Be ready for it to be a double. And if you bobble the ball at all, he's going to take off for third. And it's going to be very stressful for the opposing defense. And by the way, the guy up after him can do it. And the guy up after him can do it, too. See, and here's the thing. It's it's not just fast guys. It's not just speed. So It's elite speed. And if you go and you watch it, you're going to be blown away when you see it with your own eyes. Not Not on television. Not that, but when you go and you actually see it, you will see him running. You'll be blown away at the speed. We're talking about elite speed, not just fast guys that are baseball players. Elite speed. They do. They actually hit some home runs this year, too. I know Amiel said, okay, we can't outslug teams, and, and they're not built to do that. But they have 140 this year. That's 14th in baseball. Last year, they finished with 144th. That was 29th in baseball. Yeah. I think we're at the point now where I don't even have to keep referencing last year. And side note, Aaron Judge has almost as many home runs as the Tigers as I'm looking at this. <laughs> so that's that's just flat out absurd. All right, we come back. Who could contribute from the Cardinals practice squad this year? We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.